Are you a fanatic? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Fanatic Life Podcast. Here are your hosts, John Gunter and Jamie Tipton. One block to rule them all. Hey, hey. Welcome back to the Fanatic Life Podcast. We are still here. Episode 8 on the docket for you this week. Episode 7 behind us now. If you don't know this about podcasts, the average lifespan of a new podcast is seven episodes. So we're still here, Jamie. We're still alive. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for the people, but we're still here. Hey, we want to we want to just remind you about our Facebook page. We'd like you to get tuned in there at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. That's where we post a lot of things and have polls and just let you know that, hey, the episode drops. So uh, we'd, we'd love for you to get involved there. Also, remember to uh, to rate and subscribe as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, get your feedback there. Thank you to those who already have done that. And uh, just a uh, one more call back to last week's episode. Thank you again to Matthew Hussey from The Hungry Hussey at YouTube uh, or on YouTube. Just a uh, fantastic interview and had a lot of good comments about that and really, really enjoyed that. So just appreciate him. And again, if you haven't, hey, go subscribe to his channel. Go uh, do that. Like like some of his videos. He's got some great cooking videos and just make you really hungry. So it's a good place to good place to be. And uh, uh, just say thank you to him for that. So again, Jamie. How's your week been, man? Has it just been uh, a, a grind since we last talked? Or have you done anything fun? Oh, it's it's just been a grind. Uh, been trying to keep them network execs off off my back to keep us from being canceled. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I could. I don't know why they're contacting you though. I mean, they they assume that that you're running this show. Well, I am the star of the show, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a. We'll just go from there. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that that nothing has been uh, terrible in your world. I have been traveling a lot, but I have said I've had had have had some uh, downtime to catch up on all oh, a few movies and stuff. You know, we've talked all oh, in the last few episodes. I guess a few episodes back, we talked a lot about old baseball movies, and uh, you know that brings back some nostalgia. You know, from the time that you remember when you watched them and kind of how you felt and everything. So I dipped back into that this week. Uh, it was my wife and I's anniversary on Sunday and we watched a movie she had never watched, but it was for whatever reason. And I'll explain that in a minute. For whatever reason was a big part of my childhood. Like when I would go to, uh, when I would get out of school, I would go to my dad's office and we had this movie on tape and that is the never ending story. And my wife had never seen that. So you know, we, we, we got it. And I was like, you, well, you got to see it. You know, it's just one of those things, you know, pop culture wise, you need to see. But I remember being, you know, as a kid watching this video, watching this movie and thinking, this isn't very good. <laughs> I know a lot of people like this movie, but I always thought it was really weird. And, uh, and so we watched it and I still think it's weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, have you, have you seen the movie before? Yes, but it it's been probably close to 25 to 30 years since I have seen this movie. And I'm kind of in the same group you are. Um 
you know, when I first watched it, I was like, uh, you know, the the Falcor, I believe this is the character's name, the dog dragon. I was like, oh, okay, that's this looks cool. But yeah, it's it's just kind of an odd movie. Uh, and yeah. so, something I just and I know I know that might get us some some flack, but oh, we're, yeah, even Falcor, who is a dog dragon, a wingless dragon that looks like a um like a cocker spaniel, <laughs> looks like a dachshund with a with a Shih Tzu face, but has no wings yet. He kind of you know floats through the air like all of everything about this movie just kind of I don't know. It's so dark. You know, as soon as you start the movie, you know, the kid loses his horse. And I, Listen, if you haven't seen a movie from 84, I'm not, I don't think I'm spoiling anything for you, but I just, man, I just, that's not a movie I could get in, into. I, I made, I made her watch and I said, even though she, she didn't care for it either. I said, yeah, you got to finish it so you can, you can see it. And I understand, you know, part of the, the big point of the movie was having a kid you know, get into a book and to use their imagination to, to bring it to life. And I get that. And that's, that's a cool message, but the movie was so dark. It just kind of ruins it for me. Now the end of it, it, it kind of gets to the point where I guess we all want to get to. And that's, uh, uh, the, the kid gets to fly on Falcor and scare the crap out of his friends. <laughs> that's, there's the payoff right there is he can, is he can do that as they're flying. Yep through the street. So kind of like a, uh, weird, Oh, weird Chinese parade thing. <laughs> That's what Falcor reminds me of is he's just kind of up and down through there. I don't, it's just weird, but, uh, that kind of threw me into the way back machine. And, uh, but, but I'll tell you another movie that, that I did like, and, and probably people on here won't have liked. And that was in 82. Jim Henson came out with the dark crystal. Now this was a, this was just a different, uh, those two movies aren't the, aren't the same. They're all not on the same level. And for many people, when I, when I talk about dark crystal, their, their immediate reaction is, oh, I watched labyrinth that don't, don't compare the two. Cause they are not, they are not that. And, and of course, you know, with it being Jim Henson, you've got, you've got puppets involved and all this. And I thought they, they did a really good job with this. And I, I always, it was actually, it kind of scared me because they had these, these big Skeksis that were, you know, evil and all these things. And I'd, I'd watch, uh, I remember watching the movie from behind the couch. And, and so it was one of those things where I, I, I liked it, but it kind of scared me. And, uh, but anyway, Netflix came up with the prequel. And so Netflix right now, you can actually go back and watch the 82 movie. And then they came out with a season one with events before the movie. I thought they did a really good job with that as well. And talking about nostalgia, I mean, that's, that, that was something I watched a lot growing up. And so that was, that was something for me that, that kind of brought it back. I'd be interested to, to hear from others, you know, kind of what, what movies bring, you know, bring back a lot of memories like that, like our baseball movies we talked about, but with the, with the Netflix thing, and I won't spoil it because it is new, but the only thing I didn't like is, is really the, in the, beginning in the first movie in the 82 movie you know a lot of things were kind of mysterious there wasn't a lot of dialogue and of course to have a you know to put out a season of something on uh, on netflix you have to have some dialogue so instead of it being all kind of quiet and a little bit mysterious you kind of open that up which was you know to try to get used to and then one of the one of the skexies which are if you don't know what they are you need to look them up because they're they're like lizards and they're really big and slow moving and and they operate within this uh, this castle that looks like a cave inside. 
but in the Netflix series, they, they're all still that way, except one. You get introduced to one you've never seen before. And instead of being big and slow moving, he kind of runs around like a ninja turtle. <laughs> so it's like, okay, uh, one of them got all the athletic ability. This is, this is interesting. But uh, that, that movie has, uh, that's, that, that one's just a special one to me because I always, uh, I really like and, and enjoy it. Uh, I had some friends of ours that I tried to get to watch it. And, and uh, Nathan, if you're listening, we're still waiting on that because I still want to talk to you about it. Uh, just related to that, uh, to the Dark Crystal, when they came out with the Netflix spe- or the Netflix series uh, on the episode or uh, season one, uh, they actually came out with some comic book uh, to go along with those. And so I just picked that up. Well, it finally got delivered this week. I bought it oh, a week and a half ago. And uh, of course, COVID ruins everything. And so, <laughs> you know, even the mail system's slow now. And so uh, I ordered about a week and a half ago, finally got it in today. And, uh, and so I had at least through, at least through the first six issues, I had, I have every single cover now. I mean, the, the one in 25 variants, I've got it all. And I really, I really did a, I thought I got a really good deal because these comics are $4 a piece and I got 26 issues, 26 covers for like 55 bucks with ship. So I, I, I really felt like I did a good, got a good deal there. Had a lot of had a lot of uh, covers that really really harkened me back to uh, all the nostalgia with that with that movie. But got those covers, got those scanned into into my app so I can see what all I have uh, comic book wise, which is it's a big deal for me to just have that organized. But but that kind of got me thinking that you know collecting those comics, and then I finally I finally got a book on my wish list, I, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But Jamie. Have you ever had a comic book on your wish list that you finally pulled the trigger on? Or do you have some right now that you're thinking about like in the future, man, I want to get this something, you know, something attainable. Of course, we'd all you know, like to have that, that Spider-Man number one or, you know, uh, you know, any of those special covers like that. But uh, what's on your wish list or have you gotten one before that you, you pulled the trigger on? Well, uh, one of them I've uh, pulled the trigger on I've mentioned before was uh, X-Factor number six is the first appearance of Apocalypse, uh, X-Men villain, uh, mutant villain from basically in the past. Another couple I've actually kind of looked into was I almost have the complete sets of the X-Men, or not the X-Men, the Watchmen and V for Vendetta uh, in pretty decent shape, and I got them at a really good price. So, I mean, it's there's a, there's a few few comics I've crossed off the list, of course, there's also there's several of them that I would love to pick up. I think it's New Mutants. Oh, it's there's two New Mutants I'd like to pick up. One I believe I believe it's eighty eight, and the other is ninety eight or eighty nine and ninety eight. I I I get the numbers confused. Uh, one is the first appearance of Deadpool, and the other is the first appearance of Cable. Uh, those nice. are two of my favorites. Of course, you know I'd love to have some of the other ones, but you know they're just like you said, non attainable. Now, when you, when you follow these things, when you follow some of these comics like this, like you said, V for Vendetta. Now, is that something that you also connect to? Like, I want to watch that show. The the movie is really well done compared to the uh, the source material. If you have not watched that movie, that is a good movie to watch. I've got that on my list. A buddy of mine, uh, well, our mutual friend, Alex, 
he he texts me. He said, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch this." Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised you've never watched V for Vendetta. Mm-mm. Never come across me. Huh? The Watchmen is also a good movie to watch, even though it's there's some more liberties taken with it as to the comic book version. But I mean, it's still I still enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean they're they're good comic books to read. Um, I've actually got the trade paperbacks of both of them, so I haven't touched the uh, the single issues that I have. So I was I was able to read the story yeah. without actually opening up the comic books. I'm of course I mean I don't know if is they, that something you'll do. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you try to do is to pick up that trade paperback instead instead of opening up those uh, single comics. Depends on the comic. I get Amazing Spider-Man through the mail. I'm I'm going to open those up. I'm going to read them. If it's something I'm just collecting because I like the cover art or, you know, it's a, this is a cool comic or this is a big comic, you know, like the Infinity Gauntlet series. I've actually got all of those, got those actually at a real reasonable price as well. That's cool. I'm not going to read those, but I will find like a digital version or like a trade paperback that I'll read. Yeah. Well, and I just hadn't thought about doing that. And a lot of times I'll run across the trade paperback before I buy the actual single issues. So, I mean, it's kind of a, or I'll read the digital copy get into it through the trade paperback. Yeah. Or, or like I said, a digital copy where it's like, Oh, you know, I'm kind of interested in this storyline. Let me read it. And then if I like it, I'll be like, okay, I kind of want to collect these now. So, yeah. And that's the difference with, with you and I, you know, we've kind of talked about it before is that you kind of, you kind of work that way. And I'm the way I've kind of gotten into this is just kind of the excitement of, I want to be, I want to be on the forefront. I want to try and get this copy, you know, before it takes off. And that's interesting, you know, because we can, we can have different approaches to this same thing. And, uh, and, and so I, so I'm on, you know, I'm on Instagram and YouTube and I'm, I'm trying to, to find out what I need to buy because it, you know, it, it should, it might be the first appearance of, you know, so-and-so. And so I want to get that. I want to get multiple copies and, and you're kind of the way, the way you're describing it, you know, you, you might pick up a trade paperback and then then get interested and then try to get the uh, single issues. And that's interesting. Uh, I guess, you know, of course, we've talked about it. I'm new to to all of this. You know, I didn't start until last year around when when did we go that game? March? Yeah, it was in the March 1st of April. OK, in the March 1st of April last year, we were, you and I went down to a Texas Rangers game. Oh, we talked about this opening day weekend and. And on the way back, stopped at a uh, stopped at a comic book shop, and well, I've, I've been kind of hooked since. I you know I had a little bit of time where I didn't collect as much, but now kind of getting back into it, and I just man, I just enjoy it. It's just just a lot of fun. But yeah, different approaches for different people. And I was just thinking about that because I've talked about Naomi when we had our our favorite comic book character list, and people you know I mentioned her as someone you know you might ought to pay attention to because I believe. I believe she's going to really blow up because uh, Bendis is um, is Brian Michael Bendis. That, yes, that's, I think that's his <laughs> name. Uh, he's just a excellent writer, and he was he's the one who wrote this series, which to me it was really good. You know, it's a it's a setup. Some people are like, "Well, I didn't tell tell me enough." Well, it's the beginning of a character. What do you want to say? I mean, and right. it's her book, so it's the beginning, and so. I think she's really going to take off. And so I have, I've talked about my collection of Naomi and uh, a buddy of ours, um, Jason picked up her first appearance on, uh, I think it's the, the first appearance period, but it's definitely the first appearance on the cover of her number three or four book as her with her costume on. 
and he picked up a 9.8 on on eBay and and now that's that's going to be a part of his collection. I'm a little jealous. Now I do have I do have like four copies of that book. I just haven't had them graded. So I think I can pull a 9.8 out of there, but I did get a uh, a number 1 which was on my wish list. I got a number 1 9.8 this week added to me. So I'm I'm thankful for that. I finally was able to pull the trigger. If you've if you've not, hadn't been on eBay lately, lately, you know you can make some people set it up as a, a a buy it now or best offer, and so I have really taken advantage of that and and made offers on things I did with the dark crystal thing. They wanted a little more money. I think they wanted seventy five, and I offered them fifty or forty five or something, and they came back with a different offer, which was around fifty or something. And so, you know, I was able to get that cheaper. And the same thing with this Naomi. I made an offer and they declined and I thought, okay, well, they won't do that. And then a few days later they sent me an offer. And so uh, I accepted it and, and won the bid. So don't be afraid to do that. Now, if you do make an offer, Hey, and they accept it, it's yours. You're going to pay for it. So right. don't just go around throwing out offers. You're not going to buy it, but man, that was, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get that home. Cause this is going to be my first graded comic. Now you have, you have some other graded comics, right? Well, I have the one. I have the uh, X Factor number six. That's an eight point five, I believe, is what it's graded. Um, and I picked it up for forty five dollars by it now. And that comic is what year was that? Was late eighties for that comic? So I mean, eight point five, something that old, right? You know, pretty good, pretty good condition. It goes. I had a guy tell me, you know, non graded in that condition is two hundred dollars. He said, I could sell that comic. It was a guy, a comic book shop, $200. He could say, sell it easy. Oh, wow. Non-graded or graded? Non-graded in, in the, in the 8.5 condition. Oh, in the 8.5. I got you. I got what you're saying. So yeah. you didn't sell it, huh? Oh, no, no. It's, it's, it's part of my collection. Gotcha. Now, now the way you look at it, do you, do you want to like at some point sell that to get something else? Or is that, that's just going to be a part of your collection? That That's part of my, I have got most of that whole series so i mean it, it's part of my collection i hardly ever collect to sell just for the simple fact if i'm going to take the time to collect it it's going to be something that i'm wanting not that there's anything wrong with collecting yeah, to sell. I, it's just i don't have that desire to mess with that <laughs> and right that's the way it was term. with baseball cards you know i never i never did sell any of my king griffey jr cards you know it was none of that uh, but now of course, and what I may do is make a video of this. You know, I bought five, I think it was four unopened boxes and one open boxes, one open box of that 1989 upper deck set. And my, my thing with that is I want to get some of those cards graded so that I can pay for the rest and cards are cards have just baseball cards have just exploded in the last year. But if I get if I get one of those at a uh, at a high grade, especially if I get a ten, of course you know who knows whether you can do that. It'll be a lot of money. I'll more than pay for all of my cards if one of them turns out that high. And so for me, that that'd be the first time I've ever really taken that approach with cards. But I guess I kind of started out that way with comic books, and you know I, I'm I'm trying to get one so that I can pay for the others. And some, you know, some of those I don't care about, but it is a first appearance. And so I want to, you know, see if it'll, see if it'll do good. And, you know, I can sell it on eBay and they get some more. So, uh, but, but like the Naomi stuff, I don't plan on selling that, you know, that, 
I plan on that being mine. Right. And uh, now some of those, like I said, you know, Jason got the got the one with with a new costume. Now I may, when I send those off to be graded, now I may sell some of those, you know, to pay for the others. But uh, but I do plan on keeping that collection of of Naomi's together. And what I'd really like to, of course, there's only been six issues so far. But what I'd really like to do is have a 9.8 out of each of them, you know, to begin that series. I think that'd be pretty cool. But anyway, that's just uh, that's just what I've got. Uh, anything else that that you just you know you're starting to think I want to collect in in this series or that? Yeah, actually, there is one I just stumbled across the other day. Um, it's a digital version I stumbled across. Uh, one of my apps that I use to read comics. It's an interesting story that that really has me intrigued. Uh, but that it's uh it's called Undiscovered Country. Uh, I read the first six issues and uh, it was put out by Scott Snyder, who is also a well-known name in the business through Image Comics, which is a uh, independent comic book publisher. But basically, it's a it's a futuristic story where uh, the United States has walled them all, walled themselves off from the rest of the nation or rest of the the world. And just all the crazy dystopian future that it leads to. So it's kind of a neat, neat story. What was the name of that again? Undiscovered Country. Undiscovered Country. Okay. Now I was reading, because you can read previews on all these things coming out and all this stuff. I was reading on one and I don't remember if that was the name or not, but it was similar. And I thought the same thing. The, The one I was thinking of was, I think it was something about, oh, maybe starting over. You know, like something that happened and you're starting, starting the, the country over or something, you know, some, you know, big missiles going on. I don't know, but you know, there was something like that. And I thought, man, that'd be good. But I, I'll have to check that out because I would, that sounds like something I would like. Yeah. It's like nobody had been in or out of the country in like 30 years. And this crew of scientists and other people, journalists, like crew of five, they got invited in and it's just kind of their story of what's going on inside the the u.s after it's been walled off yeah see that would that would that would interest me it's it's not what you expect i got you okay well yeah i have to check into that now how new is that i believe it's 2019 was when it come out if i'm not mistaken okay yeah okay well i'll have to see if i can find that one yeah i mean the first six issues were the only ones i've been able to find on my app for you know in, in a trade paperback so i mean it's kind of I kind of let you know how new it is. They usually, you know, the trade paperbacks come out after the issue, of course. So, I mean, it's usually six months to a year after the issues are published. So it hadn't been out very long. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're looking at new comics, Hey, there, there's a lot of stuff out there. There just is. I watched a video. There are videos that will tell you, Hey, here are the comics coming out this week uh, for new comic book day. And that's, well, traditionally that was Wednesday, but I think DC is now doing, doing Tuesday delivery, I believe, or Tuesday, you know, having all that in stock, but I haven't been down uh, to our comic book shop to see if they're actually, you know, putting those out on Tuesday or how that's working. Uh, but there are a couple that, uh, I think I've mentioned daredevil before on the show as, as something you ought to pick up if you're, if you want to get into a, a, a current comic book series, uh, but also a couple more that have really kind of taken off and that is Thor and Venom. They have, they have really been doing well. And uh, if you want to jump into something, those are those are three that you can jump into right now and uh, and jump into a good story. Uh, I haven't heard as much on Immortal Hulk, but in the last year, that has been a huge thing as well as 
that Immortal Hulk series, and they they have they've got a lot of issues out by now, but uh, that that's something that you might check out as well. My kids love Hulk, so I got to throw that in there. Anything else on on comic books you want to throw in today, Jamie? No, uh, I was trying to think of something, but it kind of the thought kind of left me. So yeah, I guess we're good there. Well, that's uh, um, they're, they're to me it's just a lot of fun, and and again, you know, even even tying movies, old movies that I like, you know, like Dark Crystal. Now I have basically, I think I, I think I have all the issues up to now, you know, before they release the next one. And so that's, that's just kind of a cool thing for me to, to have that and be able to read, read that stuff and, and just, I don't know, be a part of my collection. I, I bagged and boarded all of them earlier. And so they, they look really good. I've got the, the bags I have are those museum quality. They say museum quality, like two mil thick. And man, you put a, you put a comic in one of those and they, it looks good. It looks, it is ready to be displayed. Uh, and so I, man, I enjoy doing that and just staring at them. Only, only problem is, is you got to put them in a box after that. And I need to, I need to display them on my wall. Uh, we, you've talked about how you, how you can do that. I just never have. And I'm, I might with that Naomi, but then I'll be scared that, you know, my sunlight might get to it. I don't know how that, how that holds up or, or anything like that. Yes. Uh, sunlight is definitely an enemy of, uh, any kind of printed material, uh, it, it will mm-hmm. fade it over time. So, I mean, you choose where you hang it up wisely. Right. Yeah. I think you can even buy like UV protected stuff, but to me, that's, that's too scary. If I've got a 9.8, I want to keep that right. thing hidden away and, you know, I can just bring that out to show you when you come over or whatever. Or, you know, take out a closet, you know, something you can shut the door. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I'm kind of jealous. Have you ever, have you ever uh, picked up any statues or, or uh, they call them toys, but the, the price of them, you don't play with these. Things. Have you ever picked up any, any toys or statues like that? Because some people have really, really nice collections of these things. Well, uh, not so much statues uh, or figurines, however you want to call them. I do right. have a collection of Funko Pops. Okay, yeah. Which I got, actually got a new one in today. I got a... You know, Bro Thor from uh, Avengers Endgame. That was that was a pretty neat little pickup. I found at a good price. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, man. But I have a uh, I have a Batman statue that came with uh, I believe it was Arkham City uh, for PlayStation Three, the Batman Arkham Knight series. Mm-hmm. Nice little box has got him on one side, Joker on the other. Nice statue of him, kind of in a crouching position, like he's on the edge of a building. Came with the actual video game, so I mean, it was kind of a combo pack there. I think I bought it on clearance for like 20 bucks. So I was like, Hey, that's a good deal. Even, you know, with the video game. Right. Now do you, those Funko pops, do you, uh, you keep those in the box? Oh yeah. I keep them in the box. I mean, I understand they're cool to look at and that's, that's one of the good things with Funko. They've made it to where, you know, you can keep them in the box and, People can, you can still see them. You can still enjoy them, enjoy looking at them because, you know, they've got that clear plastic front. Uh, now I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. one of those that I'm throwing them all in box protectors and stuff like that because I kind of buy Funkos like I buy comic books. You know, I, I see something that's on sale on a good deal and it's, it's a character I like, I'll buy it. So I don't believe I gotcha. I don't believe I've paid full price for a single Funko. Maybe see, my Jay and Silent Bob one, but that's probably about it. Gotcha. Well, you know, some of those figurines or, or statues or whatever you want to call them, man, some of those are, that's kind of what I'm drawn to. 
But when I when I say they're not toys, they are not toys. Uh, they're toys if you got you've got a lot of cash, <laughs> because you know a lot of these things will be you know, the small ones will be over a hundred dollars. And I, I remember uh, they came out with um, the Hulkbuster, which is I don't remember what the scale was on it. One eighteen, I don't remember what it was. One six, I don't I don't know. But anyway, I mean it's a big statue. And this thing right now, there's I think there are two two different models. But if you got on eBay right now, you would pay upwards of a thousand dollars for this thing. It lights up and it is it is fantastic. And and that's kind of what I'm drawn to is the movie you know almost movie quality thing where, man it yeah it looks exactly like them you know it looks exactly like that character and so uh, if if I had the money and I don't <laughs> that's what I would have now. I'm on some uh, some groups on Facebook where uh, a lot of gamers and stuff like that just keeping up with what's going on and and some people have ridiculous collections of those things. I'm I'm very jealous, but uh, you know I don't I don't actually know where I would keep them in my house if I had them. My my wife have might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so you you're mainly just Funko Pop, yeah, right? Yeah, I've I've we I'm lucky enough to have a den that I. I, I'm able to keep all my stuff in. So, yeah, I've, I mean, I don't have like just a huge collection of Funko Pops, but I mean, I've probably 20, maybe somewhere in there. Okay. One of the coolest ones I, I've got a, I've, I've got a gigantic Deadpool Funko Pop that I, I found on clearance after Christmas up here for like 10 bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'm taking that home. I've only ever seen the little ones, I guess. So they're, they're different sizes. Some of them have like, uh, like you were talking about the Hulk, Hulk, Oh, excuse me. Hulk Buster. They have a Funko pop Hulk Buster that basically, I mean, it's, I remember the, the dimensions of it, but I mean, they're bigger size. So, I mean, it would be like your Iron Man Funko would fit into that Hulk Buster armor, you know, kind of that's that scale, if you will. Right. Mm hmm. And then I've seen the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man done in a bigger Funko, uh, Andre the Giant nice. for, you know, wrestling fans out there. I've seen him done in a bigger Funko, several. I don't think there are any wrestling fans out there. No, 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 none at all. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've seen several and, you know, you can, there's two packs. I've got a couple of movie scenes from like Star Wars, like Cantina Face Off with Han and Greedo different things like that. So, I mean, the, the world of Funko is pretty cool too. Cause I mean, it's, it's not just one fandom. It's all of them. Well, I'll tell you, you mentioned some star Wars. When I went in the comic shop the other day, uh, they had a, a Mandalorian figurine. Oh my goodness. The, the, the oh, the good. <laughs> no, I, this was, this was the actual Mandalorian and he had that, um, Oh shoot. I can't remember now that, that, that Hunter robot, that droid. He had that. They had that as well. Yeah, that, that's that that assassin droid. I can't. I can't think of what they called him in the series for the life of me right now. But yeah, they had they had those two things, and I think seems like they were around 120 bucks a piece or something. I'd love to have them. They were they were gorgeous. They really were. Yeah, uh, I, I seen on their Facebook page where they had posted that they had gotten the child in, and it said better late than never. Yeah, right, baby, yeah, baby Yoda. I'd, I'd love to have that too. <laughs> yeah, we you know we talk about new things that y'all to try out and. Even if you're not a, I'm not a big Star Wars person. I'm really behind on a lot of the movies, but I, I, you can catch the Mandalorian on Disney Plus, and it's it's a good watch. I really enjoyed that. 
Yeah, all the movies are on Star Wars. Star Wars are on Disney Plus now. So they just recently brought over the solo movies from Netflix. So yeah, if you want to watch all the Star Wars films, they're on Disney Plus. I need to I need to catch up and do my homework and and jump back into that. But I've I've got really good friends that really love it. So you know I can just catch up through them. No, I won't. I'll I'll watch the movies at some point and and, and get caught up. But yeah, that that Mandalorian. You don't. Wouldn't you say you don't you don't really have to know anything going into into that series, do you? No, not really. Um it kind of helps to know a little bit about the lore, but and you don't necessarily have to know. Yeah, that's that's the way I felt is it really there was nothing that came in to me and maybe that's just ignorance on my part, I don't know. But to me as I'm watching that series, I thought, yeah, this is something anybody can jump into and, and just start here and watch this and I don't know, and, just just fun and just a good and watch. They, they they do a pretty good job of that, like uh, the standalone movies, like uh, the Rogue One and Solo movie. I can watch those without really what's going on in the other <laughs> nine now. But, you know, kind of gives you a, a way to dip your toe in the water. Same way with like uh, the Clone War series and Star Wars Rebel series that are also on Disney Plus. You know, it. You don't necessarily, they catch you up to speed. Well, that's, that's good to know. I, I do. I need to jump back in there. It's just, I don't know. Hadn't been on, hadn't necessarily been on my radar. There are a lot of, a lot of things I jump into and, and watch all the movie. You know, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, uh, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, Star Wars just kind of, I don't know. I just fell off from, from being up to date on it. Just haven't gone back to, to watch what I haven't watched. So I'll try to do that sometime and, I'll report back to uh, you. I'll, Have you seen all the movies? I'll now? expect a full report next week. <laughs> and yes. How about tomorrow? I'll just watch them all. Yes. I've, 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 I've seen all the movies and well, that's, and most uh, of the TV shows. <laughs> okay. You're a big fan. Then. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that about you. All right. Well, we've, we've spent some time talking about, uh, you know, different, different comic books and, and even jumping over into uh, a, little, a little bit of statues, toys, all, all these figurines. They really will just blow your mind. If you got a comic shop close to you, you ought to just go in there and look at those things because they are they are really nice and well, they've got a nice price tag as well. So just just be ready for a little bit of sticker shock. But one thing, you know, last week we had uh, uh, we had the hungry hussy on, and and because of that, we didn't really want to deviate from the topic too much, and, and so we we didn't talk about something that happened, and that was the Xbox Game Showcase. We did we hadn't talked about that, and so. We wanted to talk about that today. I, I watched, uh, well, tried to watch the whole thing. Uh, I told you guys I would because I'm, I'm really kind of wanting to experience the hype this year and, and just go about it a different way. I never have done this before. I plan on getting the PS5 when it comes out and, you know, at least a couple of games to, to start that out. And so I really wanted to tune in to Microsoft and see what they had. And uh, they really had a chance here to, uh, to to show you some of their games and to and to see that I'm going to withhold my opinion, Jamie. Just as an overall thing, what you what did you think about this showcase? Uh, I mean, it's kind of what I expected. Uh, you've seen a lot of game trailers, a lot of specs on the gaming system, this, that, and other the new things that they want to talk about. Uh, one of the things that really piqued my interest was the Game Pass option that they're. Uh, of course, they've already rolled that out with Xbox One, I believe. Basically, it's a Netflix-type subscription service for the Xbox games where you pay a certain amount of dollars a month and play whatever games you want, pretty much. 
uh, and that's going to be available day one launch for the uh, the new Xbox. Uh, and all like all the games that they showcased that were on the showcase were going to be available like day one launch of Game Pass. So I mean that's pretty cool that they're doing that. I uh, said so it gave them you know a hundred titles for the holiday season. So I mean that's you know that's one thing we talked about last time with like the the release of the PlayStation four, there was like three games that came out with it. That was kind of, you know, it's a little disappointing. You know, you have this brand new console that's supposed to be doing all these amazing things and you can play two games on it, you know? So it's like, I, I kind of want a little more variety in my life. Some of the games they, uh, they showed really interested me, like the, the state of decay game, I believe it was state of decay three. I did not, mm-hmm. I was not aware there was a one and two. So, I mean, but it, it seemed like a game that was up my alley. No, I would. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Yeah, and the fact that also they had Jack Black singing an original song for the uh, Psychonauts game, I thought that was pretty cool. Any other thoughts on that? Are you you ready to hear mine? I will allow you to express your opinion, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for m- your permission to be able to express my opinion. Now, I really, as a as a whole, as I watched that, I was extremely disappointed. I didn't. I didn't like that. You know, you brought up the Game Pass. I think the Game Pass really was the star of the show. The problem was this was a game showcase, you know, and, and Game Pass is just kind of a, a feature. It's cool. It's, it's a really cool feature. And I think a lot of people really, you know, kind of get into that and, and probably, you know, subscribe to it. But for a game showcase, I, I was really let down. You know, they started out with Halo, and I know you're not a big Halo fan, but they showed Halo, and I'm like, that kind of looks like, this gen or worse. And, and so I, I thought maybe it, maybe it's just me, you know, something that, that is maybe I, I'm just being that way. And, and then I read afterward and everybody was, everybody was dogging on them because the, they really wanted to, uh, my understanding is they wanted to really tap into the old feel of halo. And like they did it, they did too good of a job. <laughs> Because, you know, as, as we get in, like you said, and as we get into this next gen of consoles, we want to see what this hardware can do. And, you know, t- tapping into old graphics for this next gen does not get me excited at all. You know, <laughs> and, and I like Halo and I, you know, the, the feel of it. But as soon as they started playing it, I thought, I think I've played this game before, <laughs> you know, and, and, and then it was people would post side by side of, you know, what they did for Xbox, uh, this series X versus, you know, old, uh, older iterations of halo. And it was, you know, some of them look, might've looked a little better. <laughs> that's, that's what I kind of got. And, uh, and so that was my take on halo. It's just like, okay, you've got, you've got all this power that you're touting and, and Xbox, if you don't know this Xbox is a little bit ahead of PS five by just a little bit on some things. And so they're touting the most powerful, next gen console and then their flagship which has always been an xbox exclusive their flagship halo looks old you know and, and so to me that started it off that's where they started and I, man it's it's kind of weird and other than a few games a few a couple of games got me excited about about this next gen here but a lot of them were just non-gameplay and again a lot of people do this, you know, as they're, they're coming out with their new games and that's all you see. You don't really see much gameplay as you do really cinematic shots that, you know, are, are a part of the game, but that's not actually what you see most of the time. And so when you're saying, 
we're going to have this game showcase. I would like to see the game. <laughs> you know, that's kind of my thought on it. Yeah, you know, there were a couple of things, even, even, even with that, there were some games, uh, the one you mentioned caught me off guard. If you haven't seen that one, go watch a trailer or some, I don't even want to spoil it for him, Jamie, because it is so <laughs> yeah, just kind of, Oh, okay. It came out of left field, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it did. It, it did for me too. But there's a game called avowed, which looks like a, a Skyrim type, uh, type game, but it still wasn't gameplay. It was more cinematic. I mean, it, the whole trailer ended with, Something's about to happen like gameplay, but that's it. I mean, there was nothing. He didn't, didn't do anything really. And so it was really, it was really dramatic, I guess. And so it, it made you think, okay, maybe there's something, but still I don't, I don't buy something based on that. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to see the gameplay. I'm going to have to see, is there really something here? Is it really as cool as I think it could be? And, and again, in a, in a game showcase, man, you've got to, you've got to showcase games, not, not just put all this stuff out there. There were a couple of games that, that got me excited, but I really felt after, after watching that, I thought Xbox has just sold a bunch of PlayStation fives, right? That's the way I felt. And so I start, I started hitting up Reddit and, and different places like that. And people agreed with that. <laughs> people were saying that it's like, you know, I've been an Xbox, <laughs> I've been an Xbox fan for so long. I'm thinking about, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a PlayStation 5 now after this. And so, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And I read another article that Xbox doesn't care if you buy the new next gen because of Game Pass, you know, that you could, the, the chance that you can play a new game on an old system type of thing. And that's questionable. Uh, that's, that's kind of, they've said that, but is it actually true? Uh, but I really did, man. I, I thought they have just helped Sony out with all of this. And like I said, I am not a, even though I, I, my main system is a PlayStation four right now. Uh, and it's because of the games available for it. I do not consider myself or never have considered myself loyal to any brand like that. If I like it, I'll buy that brand. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You know? But, but this one just really made me think, okay, well, Sony's going to do really well after this. So right. that, that was just, that was just the way it hit me. So Sony's been pretty good about it. if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, I don't believe they've changed the controller design up since PlayStation one. You know, it's always been that same style of controller. Right. Yeah. They've just kind of, you know, up, upgraded the feel and a little bit of the function. They've evolved and adapted, but they've kept things so familiar. And similar to their previous iterations that, you know, you could pick up the controller and not have to learn a whole new layout. When I was doing my research on the the game showcase, uh, I seen a lot of videos where they were talking about this was just like one big commercial for Game Pass. Yeah. Well, in some of the, you know, I watched a, I watched a thing right after it ended. So you have the, the showcase and then you have, you know, reaction videos and stuff like that. I watched right after. And they were like, oh, tell us your top takeaways from, from this game showcase. All of them, or all but one, said Game Pass. And again, to me, that's the problem with what they did. Well, you know, Game Pass showcase would have been, <laughs> been a good answer or been, been a good thing, but not Game Showcase. 
And, and so, hey, that may be the best thing that comes out of it is that Game Pass. Right. I, I mean, that is that's an amazing idea. I love the idea of the Game Pass. I mean, it's yes. I'm not just the type of guy that goes out and buys a brand new game every time it comes out, but just having that option of being able to pay your twenty dollars a month or whatever it is and be able to play whichever game I wanted, you know, and it may even be like, okay, I played this game. I like this game. I'm going to go get the hard copy or, you know, but I mean, as long as I'm paying, I'm paying that 20 bucks, I can still play that game. But now once you quit paying that subscription fee, you know, all those games you have downloaded are you can't do nothing with them. Yeah. They're gone. And it, it may be a game changer where, you know, a lot of people just stick with it. And I know, I know a lot of people are going to try it out. And it may be something that that sticks with people, but I don't know. I, I would definitely try it. I would definitely try games now. Now PlayStation, uh, with what I have right now, you know, you've got the the pace, uh, PlayStation subscription, and you can get free games every month, and uh, you don't even have to download them. You can just you know save them, say I want that, and then later on when you want to play it, you can. So there's some things like that that are you know already kind of available. Uh, not, not in the subscription form like Xbox is doing, but you know, I, I don't know. And, and then you've got the thing of, you know, how much space is this going to take on my hard drive? That's still a question for me. We talked about that a few episodes ago and, and I don't remember if we talked about how, how big a hard drive Xbox has. And I don't even know if I know that, but with the PlayStation, it was, I think we thought around 750 gigs, 800 gigs, something like that. And you know, even, even today on current gen, you know, our friend Seth, I know he's got four terabytes, you know, to, to house the games he has. And so that's not a whole lot. And I, I would expect the next gen games to have a lot more data, but you know, that's, that's yet to be seen how everything's set up, but I don't know, man, I just, I was not impressed and you know, in the back of my mind, I thought "Hmm, I might give Xbox a, a chance and I still may. You know, it's not like I'm I'm mad at them and I'm never going to buy their product again. But I just thought, you know, if you call something a game showcase, hey, let's see some gameplay. Let's see what this is about. And to me, uh, the game you mentioned, what was the name of that again? Uh, the State of Decay. State of Decay. Yeah, State of Decay and Avowed uh, to me. And and still, like I'm, like I'm saying, and I don't like games that don't show you gameplay. And Avowed did not. Uh, but they uh, to me, that was the best, like, cinematic setup for a game it gave me some hope anyway jamie in a in a next gen game showcase one of the games they showed was tetris come on yes it's multiplayer (laughs) but i'm not getting excited about that are you (laughs) yes we can me and jamie can finally play play tetris together i think i wasn't excited for tetris when it first released (laughs) exactly you know, I, the the thing I remember about uh, really about Tetris is our, our friend Jared and his mom, uh, Ruthie, used to play. Was it Dr. Mario or, or something that had like a Tetris type, yeah, type thing? Yeah, Dr. Mario was a Tetris type game. I know. I know she liked that. I, I remember that from our, our childhood. But man, this is next gen and you're throwing up Tetris on there. <laughs> it Hey, it did show gameplay. <laughs> no, no cinematic shots of Tetris. Uh, floating around out there, but yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, that, uh, that, 
I had an opinion on that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. All right. I, I, I just was, I was just imagining how you would go about doing cinematic scenes for Tetris and kind of got lost in thought there. <laughs> uh, One block yeah, just to see, rule them you, all. Exactly. You know, you, you hire Morgan Freeman and you know, you just, you just go after it, which that made me think recently. I was, I told you guys about unsolved mysteries. I believe it was a, was it Unsolved Mysteries or the one I actually I liked even more, which was Cold Case? One of those two, and I can't remember which now. I think it might have been Cold Case. The uh, The voiceover for uh, that series was Danny Glover. <laughs> and uh, you've heard Danny Glover speak, right? <laughs> like he's got, got a lisp and you know got all this stuff. He's just not a guy you think of that. I'm, that's a good voiceover artist right there. I'm too old for this. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so you're hearing, you're hearing that, you know, all through this series. And I just got a, I got tickled about that all the time. You know, he, he would say things and, like, you, you know, you got Danny because he was a big name, <laughs> not, not because he's a good voice actor, but and I guess as somebody you, you knew who it was. So maybe it added to it, but, but anyway, yeah, that's uh maybe, maybe one day they'll, they'll actually come out with some cinematic Tetris shots and, with with Morgan Freeman or <laughs> somebody like that, <laughs> one block change the way. No, I, I just can't even do it. All right, we we've talked uh, we've talked plenty about that and the Xbox showcase, but I uh, just want to bring out uh, one one piece of uh, big movie news that is coming out is you know they 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 have redone Moana into a live action movie, and they've actually decided to put that out on Disney Plus. Now the kicker is it is a product that will be rented and it's going to be 30 bucks. And I kept looking and I kept looking to see, all right, well, once you quote unquote rent it, do you get to watch it, you know, all the time? But all the language I kept seeing was rent. So would you, would you watch a movie that goes straight to Disney plus for 30 bucks? What would you do? You've got a large family. So if you took them all to the theater, it would cost you that much. Right. Would you would you do this straight to Disney Plus? Not straight to Disney Plus. Um, not with a movie like Moana, which we've watched the cartoon numerous times, uh, when I can almost quote it front to back for you. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's a we'll do that another episode. Right. That's that's episode nine right there. We won't won't even have to prep for it. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's live action. Um, but I mean, are you really changing the story that much? Probably not. And a lot of these uh, video on demand rentals, the way they work is uh, you rent it. And then you've got like, once you start watching it, you have 24 hours to watch it, but you only have like 48 hours to watch it. If that makes any sense. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you rent it and you've got 48 hours to watch it. But once you start watching it, you've only got 24 hours to watch it. We've done that on uh, the new call of the wild movie. It was something the boys wanted to watch, but it was probably something that, you know, wouldn't go in the collection and be watched over and over and over again. So we just did the rental. Well, how much did you pay for it though? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Uh, it wasn't $30. I can tell you that it was probably, well, that's where I'm at. Uh, we, we rent movies. I mean, we have Netflix and Hulu and all this stuff that we can, you know, uh, get as well, get as many movies free, quote unquote, you know, we're paying for the service, but we watch a bunch of movies there, but some you just can't get on the services. And so we will, we will rent movies. But man, you know, that's like a lot of times that's like four bucks or three dollars or something. And and so for for me, for this to come video on demand to Disney Plus, 
at 30 bucks, I'm out. That, that's, that's not a, that's not a question for me. Right. The, it, the appeal of it is it's, oh, it's in theaters, you know, and that's where they're getting what, where they're trying to charge that higher price mm-hmm. because it's, oh, this is a theatrical release. You can't rent it anywhere else. And that's, that'll be case because I'm sure they won't be letting like Amazon prime or another service that offers video on demand to rent that movie until they've made their money. Well, and I guess, I guess I shouldn't be too hard on it because I could see, you know, like I threw out Lord of the Rings earlier, you know, if there was a new Hobbit or Lord of the Rings movie, I probably wouldn't bat an eye at that. You know, again, thinking, all right, I don't have to go to the theater. I can sit in my house. I can, uh, you know, I can have my snacks, you know, like we've talked about going to sporting events. I can do all this stuff, you know, control the air. And it's going to cost me, if I went to the theater, it's going to cost me enough just for tickets. So I would probably, if it was a, if it really was a movie I uh, looked forward to, I would probably do that. I mean, it still hurt. The only, only issue I have with that is, I mean, that's, that's by the Blu-ray price. <laughs> so, right. you know, that, that I, I'm not, I'm usually not, we, we rarely even buy the Blu-ray, but that, I mean, that's really the price where I, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll buy, I'll buy the Blu-ray that way I can watch it anytime I want, but this is just rental. So right. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, the way they're looking at it is if you have family of four, if you go to the movies, tickets are going to set you back at least $25. You know, you catch a right. catch a matinee, or you know, especially I know one of the theater, the theater up here they run on Tuesdays. You know, five dollar tickets all day on two on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. So I mean, you're you're twenty five bucks right there, and I mean, you know, you want a soda and popcorn. You know, that's another ten bucks right there for just one person. So you're already exactly. you're already five dollars in the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be the only way I I would have to have that process is is all that that you just laid out for us. It's going to cost me more anyway. I'm going to have to pay for these things that I really don't. If you don't know this about movie theater theaters, that's where they make their money. They really don't make it on the movie. No. It's, it is on the popcorn and coke. That might not be a surprise to you as as much as they charge for them, but that's where they really make their money. And I would have to go through that whole thought process to to really come out with okay, I'll pay thirty bucks for this rental. Right. I mean, when when McDonald's is selling you a large Coke for a dollar and the movie theater selling you the exact same size for five, you know, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it's not a value pick at that point. <laughs> and that's where it's like, oh, it's hard to oh, it's hard to pay that money. <laughs> same paper cup, same syrup, same water, you know, what? same ice. Uh-huh. You know, it's, yeah. Oh goodness! And man, I'll tell you what I can't stand is getting into getting into the theater and the movie's about to start, and they'll have a Coca Cola ad where they pour the <laughs> they pour the ice cubes in there. You know, they ding around a minute, and then it seems like they pour the Coke for about two and a half minutes. Like, come on, that's that's over the top. I I get it. You want to sell this stuff, but no, thank you. I'm about to watch a three hour movie. I, I dehydrated myself to be here. <laughs> right, when that that porn sound kind of gives you the urge to you know. Have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's the only thing it does. I'm I'm not going to eat a Coke. I need to run to the restroom before this thing starts. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, one of the things that they talk about with that Moana movie was the question about whether or not, you know, Black Widow's coming out. Are they gonna put Black Widow on Disney Plus and kind of do the video demand thing? And as I was I was looking that up and everything, a buddy of mine uh, shot me a message about it. And it doesn't look like they are. They, they said they're not ruling it out, but they're not planning to. Right now, it's, uh, you know, 
they want they want uh, Black Widow to come out, you know, in a regular way. And now whether or not that's even possible, we just don't know. We don't know what the, you know, the fall is going to hold for COVID-19 with people going back to school and all these different things. So it's hard to, hard to make a conclusive statement, you know, that it's just, this is what it is. But right now they don't plan to, it's just Moana and they're going to kind of gauge everything off of Moana to see, you know, kind of how that goes. But they've already released two, uh, that onward that picks up the new Pixar movie and then Artemis Fowl. Mm -hmm. They've already basically did straight. I know onward onward was in theater when the pandemic hit. So they, kind of slid it over to Disney plus before they did the DVD release. And then like Artemis Fowl was supposed to be one of their big summer releases. And they just put it straight to Disney plus and like in the May, I believe in the May, first of July, somewhere in there or first. Yeah, of I June. hadn't even seen that. It's actually pretty good. And what I had read really on Mo- Moana was, you know, the budget and how large it was to, to go straight to video on demand. And maybe, maybe some of these others rival that as well, but that, that's what I saw on at least Moana. Oh yeah. It was all north of two hundred million, something like that. That they really spent a lot of money on it to, you know, see if they can make that work on video. Man. They, they they had to spend money on Artemis Fowl. It had a lot of special effects and stuff like that. So I, 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 I guess they're just trying to recoup lost money instead of just putting it out there for, you know, their people who are already paying for their service to watch. Right, and and I think it was unclear to me, but. <laughs> on whether or not you had to be a part of the Disney plus subscription to be able to buy the, the $30 rental. And I'm not sure about that. One thing I read kind of sounded like you did and another sounded like they might have the option, but, but to me, it, you know, something like that, that rental is not selling me Disney plus unless I have to have it in the first place because it's not, you know, it's not Disney plus I, I pay for Disney plus right. so I can log on and watch the movies I want to watch. Not to log on and then, you know, with my whatever cost it is per month and then pay another 30 bucks. That To me, that doesn't sell as a subscription unless I have to have it. So I don't know. I don't I, know if that's uh, uh, that's the case or not. I look forward to also being on like Amazon Prime, all the other video demand rental services. I, I imagine they'll probably distribute it out to them as well instead of it being plus exclusive. Well, that, that may be the case. We'll, we'll see. And I, I do, I hope, man, I hope Black Widow is able to hit theaters. You know, our, our closest one's about an hour away and they're, they are not open. It is, we went through the parking lot. I guess it was, yeah, it was yesterday. Well, for, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, on Monday, I was, I was over there, had to go down to a doctor's appointment and went through the parking lot and there was nothing. There, it is not happening. So, you know, we all hope to get back to normal and, and hopefully that'll be a part of it where we don't have to talk about necessarily video on demand. I, I think that's a good option if you want to. I would like to see both. Now, I don't know what agreement they have with the theaters, you know, as far as making that available. They've actually come to a, I would, a new agreement on that. Um, AMC and Universal, you know, there was a whole big deal where Universal was saying, well, you know what, we'll probably, we may just start doing all our movies video on demand and AMC kind of threw a fit about it. Uh, but they've cut it down from, I think it only has to be in theater 17 days now before it can go to video on demand oh, wow. instead of like 90 days. So they've, they've come to there's wow. they're, work in progress. Of course, you know, like you were saying about the theater down there, it's not open. The AMC up here is not open either, but the little independent theater uh, is, and they've been showing nothing but like old, old movies like 
they change them out like every week. You know, I've seen them showing Back to the Future, uh, Jurassic Park, you know, some of the Harry Potter movies, the Avengers movie, you know, all these. Never Ending Story. I have not seen Never Ending Story on there yet. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. And I know somebody's yelling at us as they're listening to me dog that, <laughs> that movie, but I just. I just wasn't a fan and I'm sure nobody, you know, people were not a fan of the ones I like, but man, it was too dark. <laughs> well, and that's, I, I don't really get, I don't really want to go to a, to a theater like that in the midst of COVID-19 to watch an old movie. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's where I pay the money on these, on these services to get, you know, to rent. Right. Yeah. I mean, if it was a, something they're doing as a, uh, non-pandemic kind of a, a special night you know where you're you can go back and watch these old movies in theater for you know one last time yeah you know, that'd be kind of a neat mm-hmm. that's a neat concept to do um i mean i understand they're they're trying to make money they're trying to they're trying to stay afloat they're not a big corporation uh you know right yeah. oh yeah so they're, they're yeah and I, I, believe me i understand it from that point but as, as a consumer yeah I, just not for uh, me. Ho- and hopefully they're, they're following all the safety protocols that they need to be following. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. You really do hope that because we want, we want to return to normal and that's what it's going to take. I'm afraid, you know, just, Hey, everybody, everybody, uh, mind your P's and Q's and let's get done with this stuff and, and move on with life. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, we, we did have some interesting sports things over, over the last week or so. Uh, one of the things I, t- I text you about what day was it? Was it Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Uh, I, I tune in to watch a Braves Mets game and the Mets star player, Jonas Cespedes, they can't find him. <laughs> they, they can't find him. And I and don't know whether it's a grave situation or, or what the deal is. They said they, you know, they've tried to reach out to him. He hasn't, he hasn't contacted them, all of these things. And luckily, fortunately it was nothing it was nothing uh, wrong in the, in the sense of nothing happened to him. They went to his hotel room. It was clean. He'd left. And then through his agent later that day, he said he was opting out of the season. Interesting time to do that. We've, we've talked about uh, players opting out before the season started. Really, you know, with all the, the COVID stuff, they, they can do that. I don't, I don't think they get paid, but they can, they can opt out of the season. And so he actually just opted out before the game. What came to your mind when I sent you that on Sunday? Uh, exactly what I sent back to you. He pulled a Cartman. <laughs> he just gone. Yes. I mean, it was, it was, it was peace out, you know, deuces. See y'all next year. I don't know. That was, that was strange. And man, I, the, my, my first reaction was, Oh no, something has happened to this right, guy. Right, yeah. Cause, Cause that just doesn't happen. You know, <laughs> you just don't show up, you know, all this stuff, but you know, he was gone. Yeah, especially with the, you know the hotel room being clean, it was like, okay, did he get abducted or something like that? Is you know is dude legit okay? You know, and he just you know exactly he just basically took his ball and went home. I mean, he he hadn't had that great of a uh, a year so far. Maybe maybe that was a part of it. I don't know. My Rangers hadn't had a great start to the year either. Three and six, terrible. But yeah, he just you know, for whatever reason, I haven't I haven't read any clarification from him, but. Well, he was he was just done. Right. I mean, with what happened with the Marlins and then the Phillies having to quarantine and now what's going on with the Cardinals. I mean, it doesn't it won't surprise me if a few other uh players opt out mid season. Well, and if we can even finish the season. I, I'm still right. still a little leery of that. You know, they're putting out and, and NFL is kind of gearing up for this as well. You know, you can't you can't go out and do what you normally do. You can't go out into big crowd, you can't go to these big parties and 
and do all these things. And, you know, I've seen things floating around about how the NFL is going to find players for going to church. And, you know, it's not a religious freedom thing. <laughs> it's a, you don't need to be going into big crowds, you know, right now, if we're, if we're going to have any chance of having anything go, you know, continue on because like we talked about, you know, the Marlins play the Phillies. Well, the Marlins had people test positive. Well, because they played the Phillies, then the Phillies have to sit out. Well, that affects teams that the Marlins were going to play and the Phillies were going to have to play as well. So, not, you know, one team turns into four real quick. And so they've, they've got to keep, you know, keep everything as, I, I don't know, as, as safe as possible. That's what we want is, is everybody to be safe. And, uh, and hopefully they can do that, but we'll see. It's going to be a long road, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a strange situation we have on our hands here. Well, it's, that's all it is. It's new to all of us. And, you know, we're just trying to, trying to make it through. We all are. And so it's just, just a part of this process is, is trying to figure all this out. And it's still weird for me to turn on a game and, and there's nobody there other than those cardboard cutouts. <laughs> and oh, it's just been strange, but it is what it is. You know, there are sports and hopefully they can keep them safe. I was thinking, I seen a video tonight, seventh inning stretch in Chicago, not familiar with it. They always think, take me out to the ball game. And dude wasn't even in the, uh, in the stadium in Wrigley field. Uh, he was on the nice new, uh, video board in the outfield. And I think he was across the street, you know, at, on top of the roof singing, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, okay, this is, of course I could totally be wrong about where he was at, but it was like, you know, singing, take me out to the ball game to an, a big empty stadium, you know, big empty field. And, you know, well, and I've seen, uh, and you probably have too some of these broadcasts are with announcers that they're actually at home. (laughs) You know, there might be one at the stadium or two and and they've socially distanced. And then the third is broadcasting from his house, which is, which is interesting. I I was listening to uh, Jeremy Shap talk to uh, the twin play by play guy. And he said, yeah, he's teams on the road. They're at, they're at the stadium in the broadcast booth broadcasting remotely from monitors, you know? So that's crazy. Well, I guess it's a good thing we live in the time we live in for this technology to be able to, you know, be utilized. But oh, it's such a weird thing. Um, you know, one one more thing on on the sports uh, in the sports landscape is SEC came out and say it and said that they are going to go to a conference only schedule. They're not the first to do this, but instead of having some of those cupcakes float in, well. We're Arkansas fans. We don't know. We don't really know what cupcakes are anymore. Uh, it's a fight for our lives. Right. <laughs> but it, it, instead of that, we're going to have a, a 10 game conference only schedule. And that's a part of this whole COVID thing. And man, I don't know. Have you seen the other, the other teams they've added to, or have they added any of those teams yet to the Arkansas schedule? I, I haven't seen a schedule. I don't, I don't know how they're planning on doing if they're, going to keep the same schedule and just add some teams from like the East to, for us to play, or if it's going to be just a completely revamped schedule. Um, I know Texas A&M's athletic director doesn't want to do the game in Arlington like normal. So, I mean, it may end up being a home and home for next year because they're the, they're the home team this year. So, I mean, they don't want to lose that home game. Just, I don't, of course, I don't know why. I mean, it's not going to be any fans, any revenues generated from it, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're talking about that. You know, fans being at the game, talking about like possibly twenty five percent of the capacity or something like that. If they can, if they can do that, 
I, yeah, that's that's going to be odd. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if they're even going to be able to do that. And they may not. They may not. They may get down to it and just do like baseball and nobody's in, <laughs> nobody's in or out, and let's pump in a little ambient music and go <laughs> go after it. Right. I don't know. Now I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out, and of and of course uh, you know uh, not everybody listening is an Arkansas fan, so you don't care. But those those of us who have new coaches and trying to get a new outlook on what winning football looks like, it, it's really tough to hey you're going to lose. Uh, you know we won what two games a a year for the last two years, which has been horrible to watch. So this year you hope that you could at least beat up on some some of those cupcakes before you get into conference, but there is no before conference this year. It's all conference and well, we'll just have to have to go through it and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to do it and we'll all get to enjoy football this fall. I cannot wait. Oh, we, we've had some cooler days this summer so far, and this is one of them, uh, especially at night. There's been, been cooler temperatures, but man, I, I just fall is my time. I am ready. Yeah. Hopefully we get Vandy on the schedule. Let's hope so. I mean, they're closer if they're going to do it that way, I think that would be a smart thing to add teams that are closer to you. But who knows? You know the way it's set up with us, especially East and West. We're, you know the West is far from some of those East teams. But all right, it's that time of the episode. We we try to bring you well weekly if we can a, a fan or a flop, and that just means something that we have experienced that we are fans of, or something new we experienced that we didn't like and. Never ending story is not going to be on the list for me this week, but I did have, you know, this can be all over the board for different things. And and really all of last week's episode and in our interview with uh, Matthew Hussey was just a big fan thing. This is something you need to see, something you need to hear. And so this week, for those of you who listen to audiobooks, I'm a big audiobook person. Uh, I'm, I listen to a, well, a bunch every year as I travel and, and that kind of, that's kind of a way that I can or actually even when I mow, just something where I can, I'm somewhere for a long period of time, I can immerse myself into, you know, an audio book. And so if you listen on Audible or anything like that, let me recommend a sci-fi book to you. And that is We Are Legion, We Are Bob. It is a, it is a fantastic audio book. Like I said, sci-fi. And just to give you a quick, um, a quick little synopsis about it, it's a, it's a man who I think lives around our time and uh, he's thinking about, you know, the time when I die, you know, what I want to happen to me. And so he actually gets, uh, goes into, you know, this uh, cryogenic chamber and he wants to, you know, hopefully in the future, however he died, they're able to fix him and all this stuff. And instead of that being the case where they could fix his body, they actually take the memories from his mind and put it into software. And so they want to, so he exists as software, but he feels like he's himself. He has all the memories and all of this that, that he used to have. And he feels like a person, but he's in software. And as a part of this, they, they want to send him out into space for space exploration. They want to colonize different places, find different places out, you know, where we can't get to as humans, you know, just to, um, uh, where he could, you know, he's going to live forever as software. So uh, it's a really good, they, they've they got three books out now. If you go on Audible, they are all five-star rated. The person reading the book does a fantastic job. And the fourth book is going to come out in September. So that is a, a good series. If if that's up your wheelhouse, that uh, you're an audiobook person, 
jump into that because I am a huge fan. And that's We Are Legion, We Are Bob is the first book in the series. Each one has a different different name, but they're all in the, they call it the Bobiverse because his, na- his name's Bob. And, uh, and I won't spoil anything else for you. So uh, I would pick that up on Audible if that is your thing. So, Jamie, you have a fan or flop for this week. I do. And uh, unlike you, I am going to spoil something for you. This week, I tried out the new Taco Bell grilled cheese burrito. And the way they advertise it is, you know, a burrito with cheese on the outside that's all melted and grilled and nice and, you know, grilled cheese like. Not the sandwich, but you know what I'm getting at. I was very disappointed in it. It was almost just like a regular Taco Bell burrito with just some melted cheese thrown on top. So, no, okay, <laughs> wasn't even grilled. Uh, just you know, I was really disappointed in what I received. So. Well, that's uh, that's the thing of trying new things. Sometimes <laughs> they're they are absolutely fantastic. Sometimes they are flops. And, it, and so for Jamie, and that's a flop. And it may have just been. That particular Taco Bell on that particular day, guy working in the kitchen or girl working in the kitchen, whoever it may have been, just, you know, decided that was good enough and sent it out the window. So <laughs> sometimes you, you get your food and that's what you feel like just happened. It's like, yeah, this is OK. They're just they're going for speed here and that's it. <laughs> Accuracy is not really a thing here. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, I, I did have a, a positive trip to uh, Taco Bell after you recommended, after I kept going on about the Sonic app, you said you got to get the Taco Bell app. I did that, and I, I even changed. There are a lot of changes and customizations on some of that food I didn't even know oh, existed. Yeah. And you, and that, that's what I'm glad you recommended that. But I I got a uh, a Nacho Bell Grande, and I added some things to it. And I thought, you know what, I'm probably putting in something that, I want extra meat and I'm probably not going to get it. I'm probably just paying for something I'm not going to get. And I want to give kudos to my local uh, Taco Bell because when I got what I ordered, I got what I ordered. And so I am, I'm thankful for them. So I had a, I had a good experience there with them. Oh. Yeah. Get that Taco Bell app as well. But Jamie's not a fan of that. Was it the, the grilled cheese? Yeah. Just a grilled cheese burrito, right? Yeah. I believe it was grilled cheese burrito. Uh, yeah. It was, it was nothing, uh, nothing to write home about. Not that, gotcha. you know, Taco Bell. Well, just you can know. do that as long as it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a part of their little $5 fill up box. You know, I was hungry for lunch one day and mm-hmm. decided, well, I'll just grab that. It's five bucks. It's, you know, it's got, has the burrito, a taco and, you know, a little cinnamon twists and a drink. I was like, you know what? Five bucks, you know, can't beat it. So let's try it. I mean, it wasn't like it's, I mean, it's a Taco Bell burrito. It's what it was advertised versus what I got was not the same thing. Okay. Well, everyone, we are so thankful that you'd tune in again uh, with us uh, this week on episode eight. We've had a great time bringing it to you. And uh, remember to, to go over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fanatic life podcast. And uh, Hey, drop us a line there. Uh, participate in a poll, whatever, whatever we've got going on there. Hey, jump in. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, but that's all we have for this week. Hey, for Jamie, I'm John. Have a great week. They just canceled our show.